Bless you guys. You can you can be seated. I um, first thing you might notice is I've forgot my Bible, my electronic version. So I got my Bible Junior here that I'm going to use today. I didn't. I did, I, I was glad I actually had had uh, my my notes on this on, on the phone because I was I was coming here and and right before I pulled in I looked over at the car seat next to me and I thought oh no I forgot my Bible and I thought well I can you know I can get up and speak anyway but it's almost like a like a carpenter you know showing up without a hammer and saying ah, I forgot my hammer no big deal I can use my hands you know and uh, but um, so I called Judy real quick who's out of town and I said text me my notes and like Judy always does she says I already did and so I've got them right here <laughs> uh, I don't know if she she might know me too well now but she's not here today um, she's she's in a weekend where she's uh, speaking she had three three meetings over this uh, weekend and she's uh, sh she's speaking to a um, a group of ladies that come from so many different backgrounds some some are different religious backgrounds. Some are of no religious background, whatever. And they, they, they she speaks there every year. And uh, um, my goodness, she, there's so many good things that come out of it. You know, there's a certain sound from heaven, according to Acts chapter two. Remember Acts two, where there was a certain sound from heaven. And one of the things that was said was all the people that came from all different kinds of places said we hear in our own language in our own language the glorious things of god and there is a certain sound from heaven that anybody can hear if they're willing to hear it's not the sound of a uh, of a religion or just a doctrine or a theology uh certain uh, certainly not any of that but there is a sound that the heart hears because it's the shepherd's sound it's the shepherd's voice and and uh, I trust that he'll speak to us this morning. How y'all doing? doing? Some people said great. Um, so I, I titled this this morning. In fact, on the way here, I thought, oh, man, I just thought of a better, better title. But titled it, um, uh, Come Let Us Reason Together. And the reason for that is because uh, when I came across this verse uh, earlier when I was reading, I, it just it jumped out at me in a way that, that was stronger and clearer than before and what I heard was an invitation from God come let's let's talk in other words come get to know me and I started looking at that and thinking about that and doing some more reading and and, and it's so clear it's it's such a beautiful clear uh, idea and a, a clear word that God is the God in the new covenant we really see it is a God who reveals himself and 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 the, the better title that I thought of today was something like mystery solved you know God is now known because God God is not a mysterious God and hopefully today we can take the mystery out of our Heavenly Father who who gives an invitation and says come know me I'm here look at me boom <laughs> and uh, of course to 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 be aware of that we we we, we push aside a lot of the, the veils that get in the way and uh, get straight to that certain sound, the goodness of God, the love of the Father, who he really is. And we were singing about it. This, uh, the songs today, these, th those are my heart. We're in the Father's house, the goodness of the Father. Many things have been said about the Father, but he knows the thoughts that he has 
uh, toward us. And uh, so as we get into this, I'm really trusting uh, the Holy Spirit can cause us to hear something that goes beyond what, even what I'm saying here today. Because there's a sound of the heartbeat of God. And it's the God who wants to reveal himself. In Isaiah chapter 55, verse 8, there's a familiar passage where he says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, and my way, uh, your ways are not my ways, says the Lord. And uh, early on in my Christianity, I, I used to hear that quoted and even preached as if it was, uh, as if it were God setting the, the limits, setting the rules. You know, like this is just the way it is. My thoughts are not yours. My ways aren't yours. You're not going to know them. They're just different from yours, and you're and they're always going to be that way. But he was really lamenting that. He was saying, he was saying, you know, your thoughts, you don't, you're not, you don't know my thoughts. My thoughts are not what you think they are. <laughs> My ways are not, not your ways. You know, we put a lot of, uh, in people's ideas of God, they put a lot of man's ways on God. You've heard this a lot of times, people trying to explain why God would be mean. They say, well, you know, just like your daddy would do this if you did this other thing. You're like, wait a minute, he's, he's not a man, he's different. And I'm sure your daddy is good, but how, however good he is, if you've got the best daddy, and I know, I know you do, <laughs> but... but uh, Whatever he is, God is way better and, and, and even way different, um, we could say. Uh, in fact, he goes on in that same passage and he says, you know, so let the man of iniquity forsake his thoughts and his ways. In other words, come let us reason together. Instead of us always being different, you come and know what I'm thinking. Uh, also, we see it in the New Testament uh, in Matthew chapter 11 where Jesus says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Because I'm gentle and I'm lowly in heart, and you'll find rest for your souls. There again, we see the invitation. We know that in John chapter 1, the Bible says that no man had seen God at any time. That word is perceived. No man, think of that. Here's the thick Old Testament. Here's the New Testament. Many things are written, types and shadows, and Hebrews says that they were simply shadows of the revelation to, of God to come, but they were not the very image of God. But Jesus was the expression that was the image, the very exact image of God. That's why Jesus says, if you want to see the Father, uh, look at me. Now, when we look at the Old Testament, there's, there are things that, to this day, it's hard for me to reconcile some of those things with the Father that I know and the father that knows me um, I've got certain ways that I can explain it but I'm not I'm, I'm not quite sure on some of the things but one thing I do know you know my, it's hard for me to imagine my father saying see those guys over there across the river go out and wipe them off women children animals everything I it, it's, it's just I just I don't quite get it I'm sure there's a there's a reason there's understanding maybe some of you do but but it's okay with me because I do know that that whatever looks confusing to me I can look at Jesus and that doesn't have to be confusing if you want to see the the exact image of the father so I may not understand everything of why things played out the way they did in the Old Testament why certain things were said why certain things were done but I do know that Jesus is the exact they were images. they were shadows they weren't the very image of the of God so you can't go back to that and say this is God you can't 
read the Old, unless you're looking at it in the light of New Testament revelation, which Paul did. And Paul got all that, looked at all that and read that, and he knew that. And then he writes things down and says, God is love. Love does not seek his own. Love, you know, does not count wrongs. Love. So he looks at the Old Testament, but he's met Jesus. And now that he knows the Father is coming to know him more, he's, he, he's able to take those Old Testament shadows and say, this is what they really meant. And this is what they were really, really pointing to. So if you ever have any confusion about that, say, well, I know the New Testament says this, but the Old Testament says that. Look at Jesus. I told someone uh, the other day, you know, and they said, well, you know, you know, it's, it's okay for us to be this way today because God said, you know, kill them all. <laughs> and uh, I'm like, that would be true if Jesus says that. And I don't see anywhere where Jesus says that. Huh? So that's, that's where there's confusion sometimes when, you know, what we call it mixture of people not, you know, trying to put two things together without, without knowing how to reconcile it and to rightly divide the word of truth. Am I saying the Old Testament is, is, is nothing? No, Paul had, and, and the early Christian, they had nothing but Old Testament and they preached Jesus out of it. But Jesus is that exact image of God, Amen. And so in Jesus, since no man had perceived God, according to John 1, no man had perceived God. But what about Abraham? He knew something. What about Moses? He heard something. But Jesus was the exact. No man had perceived God at any time, but the Son who's in the bosom of the Father, or in the, the Son who's in the Father's heart, he has revealed him or declared him to us. And right there we see our Father's heart. And this is what I want us to, to hear is the Father's heartbeat. Catch this this morning. The Father, among other things, wanted so much to take the mystery out of himself and say, you guys don't know me. My thoughts aren't your thoughts. My ways aren't your ways. I know the thoughts I have toward you. Thoughts of good, not evil. To give you a hope and a future. <laughs> I like you. <laughs> and Jeremiah, he says, I have loved you with an everlasting love, yet you have not known me. And so in Christ, we see finally the ripping of the veil, the opening of, of, of everything, and the, and, and the Father says, hey, world, here I am. Come on. <laughs> I'm here. Look at me. I love how Jesus said it. Take my yoke upon you. So we're talking about really intimacy, and that's a word that's, 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 that's used quite a bit in the, in, in the church world, and beautiful things are said about it. Let me give you my definition of, of the word intimacy. It's a state of close familiarity, and it's marked by the, by the consensual sharing of deeply personal information. Sharing of deeply personal information. In other words, God says, let me tell you about me. You have somebody you're really close to and you, and, 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 and you know them very, really well? I would say um, uh, Judy, my wife, she knows me better than anybody. Now, some of you know me well, some more than others, but, but nobody knows me like Judy knows me. 
And the reason is because I've told her things that I've not told anybody else. We, we share deeply personal information, right? I mean, getting to know her, it was just like, it, you know, <laughs> one thing about, about Judy, she's really, she was really easy to get to know when I first met her because she, she asks questions. She loves conversation. She just, she's curious. And, uh, and so we were just sharing information right off the bat. And, uh, you know, I shared things about her, and, and so many things came out, you know. Uh, so much of my goofiness, so much of my how I, how I mess things up and fall on my face and all these crazy things. Like, I, you know, I, I, I get off the plane, then I, I can't find my car because I forgot where I parked it, and it was in a whole other garage and that kind of stuff. And, and how I, you know... <laughs> come home at 2 o'clock at, at, at night and somehow my, my, I, I set my, my alarm off and I'm trying to, I'm, I'm, I just want to go to bed so I'm inadvertently pushing buttons on the alarm and now I set the fire alarm off and it's wah, 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 screaming at 2 in the morning and, and, and I don't, ugh, the whole story there. I, I Google the, the manual trying to, and finally I just get a ladder and I go up there and I yank the thing off the wall and, you know, winning! I slept like a baby that night. <laughs> But all those things, and, and I would tell her so many things, and she says, you know what? She said, most people, that, that when I first meet them, most guys, says they sort of like give their resume. They're like, oh, I do this, and, and I fly a plane, and I've been here, and I do this, and I, and I make that. And, and she says, you have the opportunity. There's a lot of good things about you that you could talk about, and says, but you told me all this other stuff, too. And I said, well, I want you to know me. <laughs> And, you know, it's better that you find out now, right? <laughs> I want you to know me. I want to share intimate information with you. And she was, I called her one time and she was, uh, you know, I said, hey, what'd you do, to, do to tonight? And she was like, oh, I watched this stupid TV show. And I, and I said, what was it? She said, I don't even want to tell you. It was The Bachelor. Now, a lot of you, I know, you watched The Bachelor. I watched a season or two when my daughters were, were, were staying at the house. Uh, <laughs> but, she, but she was ashamed of it, kind of, because she's a theater major, and she's into Shakespeare, and she's into quality performance. And, <laughs> but she watched The Bachelor, and, the, of course, as usually happens, the girl that she wanted to get picked didn't get picked, and she was mad and, just, and, 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 and all that. And so I was trying to console her, and she says, well, is there, any, is there any TV show you're ashamed to let people know you watch? And I thought, oh, why did you ask me? Because anything she's asked, asked me, I was going to tell her. I would just, whatever she asked, I would just go. I wanted, you see what I'm getting at, I wanted to reveal myself. This is the father. I wanted her to know me. Call upon me. I'll answer you, God says. I'll show you things. <laughs> she says, have you ever watched, do you watch any show, or have you watched any show that you were ashamed to tell anybody? I'm like, why did you have to ask me that? And I said, yes. Well, what was it? I said, Jersey-licious. <laughs> See, just the name tells you, you, there, you know, there was, it wasn't going to be good. Not, not Jersey Shore. Jersey Shore was... Emmy material compared to this. <laughs> Any of y'all know that show? Probably nobody, but thank you. Good. Good for you. <clears throat> well, so you can go and look it up. <laughs> it's a, it was a show about these Jersey hairdressers, hairstylists, 
Right, so you know how it's going to be. <laughs> and there was lots of drama, of course, and that's the whole purpose of the show. And, and so one of my daughters was staying with us while her husband was in the Navy. And, uh, and so her and uh, Teresa, my wife, would, they were watching it. They, and I'm sitting there in my recliner, and I got my laptop, and I'm doing some things. And they're watching this, and I'm looking up at it, and I'm listening, and I'm like, it just, it was horrible. And I just, I got up and I said, isn't there anything else on? And I left the room. I thought, I can't believe they're watching that stuff. <clears throat> but you know, <laughs> eventually, you know, you're, they're watching it on a Tuesday night and, and I'm walking through the room and, you know, I stop and I'm watching and I'm like, oh, there's Tracy. I hate her. <laughs> <laughs> and then before long, it's like, hey, it's Tuesday night. Jersey Licious comes on, guys. You know. And, 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 and I, you get sucked into that. You know, I don't even want to get into what happened during COVID. <clears throat> we exhausted Netflix. But um, just, well, I wanted to reveal everything. So here I am. If you still like me, let's, let's go. <laughs> and, and, that, and, and I said all that to say the father's heart is even more so like that. When you see the lengths that he went to with Jesus... To reveal himself, not only to demonstrate himself through his life, to talk about him, Jesus, your father, your father, he loves you, he digs you, he likes you. Ask, your father in heaven, he'll do it. He knows what you need. Your father, this is him. Well, show us the father. And he says, look at me, this is him. And, 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 and not only that, but after he died and rose from the dead... And he could have walked around on the earth a, a, a victorious, resurrected person, but he says, no, I'm going to leave because it's better for you that I leave because if I leave, the Comforter will come, the Holy Spirit, I will come to you in spirit, I'll live inside you, and he will reveal to you all truth. He will take a mind, he'll show it to you, he'll lead you, he'll guide you. So the whole purpose ultimately came down to God wanted us to know who he is. He says, here, the mystery is solved. No more dark cloud, no more veil, no more mystery, know me. And, and if we can catch this this morning, it'll take out this idea of some kind of cloudy separation like, ooh, God. He, he wants to remove that to where it's Daddy, Abba, Father, where it's Daddy. Let's talk. Let me show you how I am because I'm meek and I'm humble. I'm not scary. I'm not intimidating. I'm for you. I'm here. I'm your comforter. Come on. Let me show you that. Because, if, because this, man, this, 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 this heavenly father who is, who is love, if we don't know that, then this love that he has for us doesn't get received very well, does it? It's hard to receive from a, from a, a heavenly father who we think is looking for excuses to do something horrible to us. I'm glad he had that verse in Jeremiah. Well, I know the thoughts that I... You ever been misunderstood by somebody? It gets back to you and it's like, well, they think that you're this way. And you're, and you're like, that's nowhere on my radar. I know what I think. <laughs> you know how when you're... Especially if you get hurt by somebody, you ascribe certain motives to them, you know, like you know them. People have done that with me. I've seen Judy cry sometimes. She's cried because people say, well, Rick, you know... Maybe he's doing this or that or the other. And she's just like, you don't know him. <laughs> I know his heart. And when you know the father's heart, 
you know, you want to tell people, he's nothing like that. Judy would say, you don't know. Said his heart. Said that's nowhere on his radar. He doesn't even think like that about people. He, you know, and, and she would say that because she knows him. Now, is he goofy? Does he flush to- his his rental car t- keys down the toilet? Yes. <laughs> but he's not what you say. <laughs> and so, and uh, and we we when you know somebody, and remember this. Look at this. God wanted wanted this. You know, a lot of times. We'll sing songs about how, God, I want to know you, and God, God, show me who you are, and God, and, I and, and, and those are, 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 you know, it comes from a good motivation, but if we saw it really clear, it would be like, it's not like he's saying, well, okay, you know, if you sing, sing it three more times, maybe I'll show you a little something here. He's the, first, he's the initiator of this. He's like, I'm right here, look at me. And we can see him because we have the spirit and we see and we know these things by the spirit. If we just, a lot of times we just got to stop, be quiet, just let God be God and let him love us. And let him just be who he is. And let it push away all that, all the stuff that says, well, I'm not good enough and I, I should be doing this more and that more. I need to hurry this up because I want to get to a, a, a couple of points here. Um, see, I forgot my my other Bible, which is fully charged, and I got my phone, which Judy sent me the, the notes to it, but my phone was not fully charged, so now I'm a carpenter without a hammer. But I know where I'm going. <laughs> um, remember the Mary and Martha story? And, and everybody knows that story, and we know Martha turned out to be the, the bad cop and Mary the good cop, but really what happened was Martha was saying, was, said Jesus says, I want to, I want to serve you. I want to, I want to cook you a good meal. Come over, let me bless you. So Jesus, like most preachers, says, Yeah, I'll be there. And he and and so he goes to her house and, and she's cooking. She's all happy. Hey, Jesus is coming. I'm gonna make you the best meal. And and she's in there and she's in the kitchen cooking. And 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 Jesus and her sister are sitting in the living room talking while she's working in the kitchen. You've been to situations like this. Somebody's still finishing things in the kitchen, and you're sitting down and you're talking, and she's talking to Jesus. And Martha, of course, gets mad and she says, Jesus, tell her to come and help me. And Jesus says, She's doing the more important thing, and I'm not gonna take that away from her. In other words, it's not so much about what you're doing for me. I want you to know me. And, I, and me and Mary are talking here, and she is getting to know me. And I want her to know me. So that was his more important thing. And the point I'm making is a lot of times as church people, uh, you know, we, we, we have this thing in our mind where somehow serving, doing more, doing more, doing more is a way to get closer I remember for many years as a Christian, I was like, God, what else do I need to do to know you? What else do I need to do? Do I pray more? Do I give more? Do I sing more? Do I sing louder? Do I jump higher? Do I, what do I do? Because I want to know you. Little did I know, he was the one like, well, I want you to know me. I'm right here. But I was looking at the wrong thing. I didn't know about God. I'd heard things about God that, were, that just weren't so. And so I was looking at the wrong tree trying to find this mysterious God who it seems like it takes a lifetime to, to get to know just a little bit. And our only solace is, that, is the idea that maybe when we die, we'll know a whole lot more. And, and, and it's almost like we were on the Wizard of Oz, you know, yellow brick road. It's like we've got to go through all these things and we're trying to come finally to the end and have this encounter with this very, very good being 
but very mysterious. And you work your lifetime and never being satisfied because serving doesn't get you there. Another thing is where Jesus says, you're frantically pouring over the scriptures. So service, serving is not it. Oh, let me, let me say this. Um, also, Jesus said, I know in the book of John, he said, I no longer call you servants. I don't call you servants, but I call you friends because a servant doesn't know the master, doesn't know what the master's doing. Servants don't know. And, 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 and he goes on and he says, and, see, they don't live in the house. But the son lives in the house. So, the, so people that are serving, when you're just serving, serving, and thinking that's it, he says, they don't know. The servants don't know. It's the friends. It's the children. It's the people that have the relationship with God. So service is not it. And also uh, doctrine and theology. This is a real big one here. Even in the, in the grace circles, what we run into a lot is people have the doctrine and theology of it, but the whole thing is God says, this whole point of this revelation is so you can know him because once you find out that God loves you, once you find out you don't have to do anything and God, God will love you, he will bless you, he will be good to you, if you do another good thing, God will still be that way. Man, if you can believe that, now you're starting to know who God really is. For God is love. And he says in John 5, says, you are busy analyzing the scriptures, pouring over them, hoping to gain eternal life. Everything you read points to me, yet you still refuse to come to me so I can give you the life that you're looking for, eternal life. There again, he says, you're busy pouring over the scriptures trying to find this. That's not it. He says, it's him. See, and it's not, and the book the book does reveal him. The revelation of him is there, and it all points to him, just like he says. But him is a person. He's not a book. Right? I heard somebody say it this way. says, says we're experts on the, on the book of the Lord, but don't know the Lord of the book <laughs> in a lot of cases. And we're, we're frantically pouring over the scriptures, which, which is a, a good thing. I wish more people knew the Bible better. <laughs> I want to know it better. But I, but, but I know that in, in accumulating Bible knowledge... That's not the same as knowing a person. Just like I can read a book about you, but if I've never talked to you, never met you, and you haven't shared things from your heart to me personally, then I don't really know you, right? And so we don't get it just, just from, from reading uh, the book. It's not theology. It's not doctrine. People get very proud of that. Well, we're, 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 we're grace people. We're, we're this people. We're of this camp and that camp and the other. And, 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 and God says, in all the camps, whatever it is that you dig, whatever it is that you like to read about in the Bible, he says, remember, I'm here. See, we see the Father revealing himself. And finally, there's a verse I want to read from the, the Passion Translation. Oh, you're so good. Everybody's helping me today. <laughs> this is Ephesians chapter 3. <laughs> this is wonderful. Verse 16. And uh, can we go ahead and have the keyboard? He says, And I pray that he would unveil within you the unlimited riches of his glory, and favor until supernatural strength floods your innermost being with his divine might and explosive power. 
then by constantly using your faith, the life of Christ will be released deep inside you. Think of the Father's heart. Think of the love. He looks at all the earth. One old scripture says, their thoughts were on evil continually. Paul said, while we were enemies of God, he looks on this world. There's all kinds of pain, violence, hate, war, atheism, religion. And he says, I love them. I want them to know me. And I'm going to show myself to them. I'm going to reveal myself to them and they're going to fall in love. And we're going to have this wonderful thing and they're going to know me. And ultimately, they're not even going to, it's going to get to where they don't even have to tell their neighbor anymore, know the Lord, know the Lord, because they're going to know me. From the greatest to the least, from the richest to the poorest, from the, to, from the, the most moral to the worst, they're going to know me because I'll be good to them. I'll be merciful to their transgressions and their sins and their iniquities. I won't even remember. When they know me, they'll know that. And as truly as I live, says the Lord, all the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord. Look it up. It's the goodness. They'll know my goodness. Where are they going to know that? By frantically pouring over the scriptures alone? No, because the person of the scriptures is talking to us. How do I, how do I connect with this, Rick? How do I know? ask him stuff? Ask him stuff. Ask him what he thinks about this. When you have conflict with a person, all you gotta do, ask him, what do you think about this? I know what, what, he's, what he's done with me. Whenever I've had a conflict with an individual, he never condemned or, or, uh, condemned or vindicated me or the other person. When I've had a conflict with an individual, I said, God, what do you think about this? What's your heart? And it's been beautiful. Would y'all stand up? It was beautiful because I would be, when I would ask God, I then could see through his eyes, he would show me something. And I would see this other person who I was mad at, who I was sure that God was going to not like him. <laughs> and if he didn't like him, he shouldn't like him. I mean, if he did like him, he shouldn't like him. But I would see them how he saw them and how he never stopped seeing them, that he loved them, they were precious. They were weak and foolish, just like I'm weak and foolish. But he never stopped loving them. He was never not for them, just like he's that way with me. I love knowing that, knowing the Father. Lord, what do you think about, ask him, what do you think about these situations that are hollering at us every day, the social, political, the world event, all these things. What do you think about these people? Wow, what you're going to, what, ask him what he tells you about his heart. Uh, it'll heal yours. 
you'll see things through a different light because now you're knowing the person of God. Not a theology that says, well, God says kill them all. No, you'll know the heart. And it'll change. Then you'll be empowered. Then by constantly using your faith, the life of Christ will be released deep inside of you. And the resting place of his love will become the very source and root of your life. The resting place of his love. The resting, resting, resting place of his love will become the very source of your life. That's where everything will come from. Not up here where you're trying to figure everything out. You get hurt, you get emotional and all this stuff. His love will be the very source and the very root of our life. Then you'll be empowered to discover what all the Holy Ones experience, the great magnitude and the astonishing love of Christ in all its dimensions. How deeply intimate and far-reaching is His love. How enduring and how inclusive it is. Endless love beyond measurement that transcends our understanding. This extravagant love pours into you until you are filled to overflowing with the fullness of God. Never doubt God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all of this. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request. When you know the Father, you believe this. He'll do more than your most unbelievable dream, and he'll exceed your wildest imagination. He will outdo them all, for his miraculous power constantly energizes you. So now, we offer up to God all the glorious praise that rises from every church in every generation through Jesus Christ and all that will yet be manifest through time and eternity. Amen. Amen.